Hello, I'm Zipporah, and this is Talking Blind, where I will discuss the blind community in the areas of socialization, education, employment, assistive technology, living skills, children and family, and so much more. I hope you enjoy our up-and-coming episode. Please stay tuned. excited and I just can't hide it I'm about to lose control and I think I like it hello and welcome to talking blind I am Zipporah Today is Friday. Woohoo! I am so excited because it is my first question and answer segment. And I am looking forward to sharing with you some of the questions that I received on my message board via email at talkingblind2020 at gmail.com. And I'm even going to share some of the questions that I've gotten from friends and family via text messaging, which I sent out a lot phone calls, and off of Facebook. Well, stay tuned. I look forward to sharing them with you. I would like to start off today by saying thank you to everyone who listened to my first podcast on Monday. I appreciate your questions and I really want to apologize for the link not working for some people and I hope you're listening today. We have fixed some of those issues where it's available on a number of different platforms. So please Leave me a message and let me know your listening experience and what platform you're using. And if you're having any uh, accessibility issues, please let me know. I've already written in to Anchor about um, some issues with their app. Please, please let me know. This is the place to do that. I'm going to do the best that I can so that the apps are accessible. I would love to continue to do this and I hope that you're able to listen to me. So without any further ado, let's get into our first question. Let's hit that message board. Can you tell us the top three challenges that you have faced in the last maybe, I don't know, two to three years, and what were the steps you took to overcome those challenges? Wow, okay, well, (laughs) we are going to get right into my personal business, I see. I guess I should probably let you know a little bit about myself. The three challenges or 
challenges that I faced in the last two or three years and what I did to overcome them. Ah, oh, wow. Okay. Um, there was quite a few. So, but some of them I was going to share in uh, a different episode. One I will definitely share right now that I faced, uh, and I, I'm still kind of facing it actually. I went through the Business Enterprise Program of Nevada to become a licensed vendor. And the first challenge that I had there was getting my BEO at the time um, to understand just how important the accessibility was for me. I am one of those people who want to be able to have as much hands-on as I possibly can. And the POS systems that she was showing me at the time were not accessible for me. They were very pretty and they had some awesome features that would have allowed my customers to do self-checkout and it would have been great. However, I couldn't navigate the back system with uh, JAWS. It wasn't set up properly. And so I just suggested to her a couple of different things that I had researched. Another vendor had told me about using um, the Clover system. And I looked at that and I did some research and I found out that there was uh, Square was using iPads for their um, point of sale systems. And I really thought that that would be best for me. And me and her just did not agree. And so I had to submit a letter to the chief officer and get them to get on board on my side. And they looked at it and they researched it for themselves. And I was able to not only get that technology for myself, other vendors had a chance to look at it and view it. And I think quite a few other people are currently using that cash register now. So I think um, it was a lot harder than it sounds right now. I went through a lot of steps. You know, I, I, I got faced with a lot of stubborn um, will and I'm a stubborn will person. So we just kind of bumped heads a lot, but in the end, I did not, I, I did not give up. I pressed hard because starting a business in itself is hard, but starting it with equipment that you can't use is even harder. So with that being said, you got to fight for you. And 
that's one of the the challenges I faced at that time and I was worried that going above her head was going to be ruffling a couple of feathers and I was a little nervous about it of course but again if I don't stand up for me who will so that was um an experience and I've had quite a few experience in that program but I do think it's a great program um, for people who are visually impaired. I am still actively seeking to um, start over again in the state that I'm in. So everything that I've learned while I was in the program there, I will be able to apply in another uh, state, hopefully. And so, um, I don't know what else to add for that. I will tell you that with that, I will, I will share this. Um, one of the comments that was made by the BEO when we sat down for the meeting was, well, you know, it's just, the other system is just a learning curve and once she figures out how to move around, it'll it'll work for her. And the chief officer replied, it doesn't read anything. JAWS doesn't work with that. That's not a learning curve. That doesn't work for her. She needs something that works for her. And I was so happy that he got it, that he understood that sighted people can sometimes think that what we're using is not that important. Oh, it's just a learning curve. Well, if you if you know you have to tab five times and then hit enter, you know, just tab five times and hit enter. Well, I, I still need to know, you know, what happens if I accidentally slip my finger and hit the tab more times and I'm not sure that I hit it five or six times or I'm tabbing and somebody comes in and interrupts me. You need to know what each button is labeled and what it's saying. That's very important. And all devices do not allow us to do that. Everything is not accessible. Every Every office equipment does not work for us, and we have to fight to get what works for us. So that was a major challenge for me. I will share some other um, things relating that process uh, when I start talking about employment. I will also share that another challenge that I faced in the last two to three years is my transition from Las Vegas to where I live now. I went from living in a town that had 24-hour access to transportation. 
even the paratransit service for the disabled runs 24 hours. And when I moved here, the transportation is very limited. Their transit system, they don't have a a, a paratransit set aside just for people with disabilities. They don't have a public um, bus system. They have a transportation system, but anybody in the town can can use it. It's a dollar ride. You call up and you tell them where you want to go, and they'll give you you know your time. But you're not always uh, able to get a ride. You can call and say, "Hey, I need a ride to uh, Walmart to the pharmacy," and they'll say, "Oh, I'm sorry, but we're full today." Or I need a ride to the doctor. I'm sorry, we're full today. Or we're full tomorrow. And and that was very frustrating because I'm thinking, I need to get to the doctor. You're telling me that you can't get me to the doctor? Um and so I was I was I was amazed. I, I'm I'm still kind of shocked on how that system runs. Um but they'll they'll drop you off. And you don't have like a pickup time, a return time when they're going to pick you up. When you're done, you call them back. They'll come back and get you within an hour of your call, which is not so bad. That part I can I, I can deal with. I really actually like that part, especially when I go to the store. I don't feel like I'm rushed. But just the fact that I never know when they're going to have rides available, that's kind of a problem for me. They do, however, do have the Uber and Lyft available here. It's more expensive than when I was uh, in Las Vegas. And my daughter and I found out one day because we were trying to get her an Uber from work one night and found out that there was no Ubers available after 11 p.m. (laughs) So we were like... What the heck? I mean, I just, transportation has been a a serious issue. I've just been um, very lucky enough to have um, people around me who have taken me to the store and um, taken me to different events since I've been here. So, you know... Some people don't understand that being able to ask somebody and have somebody around is great, you know, and it's very appreciated. Sometimes people don't think you appreciate the fact that they come and they take places or they do things for you, but, you know, we do appreciate it, but it's for somebody that used to drive and have to depend on someone all the time, it is a strain. No matter how long you've been blind or how much you want to get over it. But I did get a lot of my independence back to where I can just say, okay, you know what, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm going somewhere and jump in an Uber and I'm out of here and I'm gone and I'm at the mall or I'm getting something to eat or you know, at the park, just walking around the park. 
it's like being able to go back outside and get in my car and drive off whenever I feel like it. You know, nothing against, you know, um, family who, you know, say that they'll take you to the store. There's nothing against, you know, I'm not saying nothing against them. They're great. And I appreciate everybody in my family, all my friends, my men, my children, everybody that does things for me. But just like my man can get up and say I'm going to the store and walk outside and jump in the car and go. I had that independence when I was in Vegas. I can say, hey, I'm about to go to the store. And in three minutes, my Uber's pulling up and I'm out and I'm going to the store. It's not like saying, hey, so-and-so, so-and-so, do you mind taking me to the store? And they say, oh, okay, well, I'm busy right now. Um, I'll come get you. How about tomorrow? And yes, I'm appreciating all that. Thank you. Yeah, I'll go tomorrow. But you know what? Sometimes I just want to go now. So, <laughs> um, that's 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 been a challenge for me. Um, and, and like I said, those are things that I'm still dealing with at this moment and that I'm working through. You got to understand that there's going to be challenges. And, you know, I don't really want to act like that I don't have them because I do. I, I face them a lot. I've just had people in my life that didn't let me give up. You know, they, they push me harder. Even when I rebelled and and I was mean towards them, I, they pushed me harder and they supported me. They supported me through a lot. And that's why I'm strong enough today to be able to teach other people how to be strong blind people and how to press forward. You know, I'm, I hope I was able to answer the question that I was given and you know I don't have a problem with answering some of the questions about myself and what you know how I've gotten over them you know I'm still trying to get over the not being able to just get up and call Uber when I want to because I'm not working right now so my finances don't allow me to just use Uber as much as I used to use it but um, again, I, I do have wonderful people around me that, you know, are there for me. They, they get me to the store. They come by and get me out. And, uh, you know, just be appreciative of those that are around you and, and people that help out. Don't think we don't appreciate it. Don't. I mean, because truthfully, without you guys, you know, we would be, you know, stuck. But again, coming from somebody that was able to get up and drive and go and do what she wanted to do when she wanted to do it before I lost my sight. 
even though I've been blind 21 years, that independence, you just don't let go. And like I said, when I was in Vegas, I was able to get that back because 24-hour transportation, whether it was paratransit, Uber, Lyft, or the city bus, or taxi cabs, you know, I was, I was uh, you know, I was a lot more um, mobile. <laughs> so I miss that. I do. Um, don't miss Vegas as much. Sorry, people. But um, I, I do miss the freedom of the transportation. <laughs> If I can move that transportation freedom here where I live now, I would be on top of the world right now. So, (laughs) but again, um, I hope I answered your question and please, you guys, um, just like the young lady did leave me a message and you too, uh, I'll put on my podcast and I'll answer your questions and, they don't have to be personal. Um, this one was actually uh, a shock to be my one of my first questions. So, um, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see what's, what's next. Let's um, check our email and see what we have there. Wow. Okay. So I had to take a little break on that one. Um, that last question actually took me a little back and I was actually feeling a little emotional there. So I went, had a little dark chocolate, a friend of mine dropped off for me and I am better. And now I'm ready to face the email that I received at talkingblind2020 at gmail.com. And for this question, I'm actually going to play the message directly from my computer using a screen reader called JAWS. And you'll hear more about that in our technology section. But I just wanted to give you an idea of, you know, how I listen to my emails and things like that. But on my iPhone and my Android tablet and my computer, I usually use my screen readers a little fast, so I actually slowed this one down a little bit, and I hope you can understand it. If not, I'll do a recap before answering the question. So, here we go. Episode zero one, don't give up, keep and my son went blind over five years ago and has basically given up and expects everyone around him to do everything for him. I really feel bad for his wife and kids, but I'm not sure how to handle it. So basically in this email, it sounds like a mother has a son who has a wife and children and he's been blind for five years and he's just basically giving up and allowing his, his wife and children and everyone around him to do everything for him. So I'm sorry, I, I, gotta, I gotta be real with this one. I don't do well with people just giving up. That's the reason why my first um, episode was not to give up. I'm going to be honest with you. um, Just stop. Just stop doing things for them. You know, it's okay for you to 
get out there and help him find agencies and programs that can assist him and help him to get his skills back up so that he can continue to be the head of household and take care of his wife and children. But to continue to sit around and watch him not do anything, that is not okay. I understand that for men, it can be a little harder because in society, they're supposed to be the strong one. You know, they're the head of the household. They're the providers. And when they lose their sight, they feel weak. But that's not true. You're not weak. You just need to relearn some skills so that you can continue to do what you were doing. Now, as a mother, I'm going to tell you, sometimes we have to have tough love. And this is one of those times. You're going to have to let your son know that if he doesn't get it together, it's a possibility that he can lose his wife and the, the respect of his children. I mean, if he's not doing anything, what is he going to expect from his children? Because children, they learn by example. And he's not setting a very good example right now. I'm just saying, it's okay to help him, but don't enable him. Help him get the tools that he needs by helping him find programs in your area. And if you don't know how to do that, please send me another email. Let me know where you're living and I can help you find uh, blind services near you. Some places have, some some states have um, what they call, um, oh my God, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Lighthouses for the blind. And sometimes the, the programs are even rolled into the deaf and blind. So there's a number of different ways to to find that those resources, but find those resources. Get him into one of those programs, but stop at home. Stop it. He's going to be angry, of course, but there are a lot of things he can still do for himself, and I'm quite sure if you're saying he's just basically giving up, that means he's not even doing the basic things. Okay, he's probably not working. I'm quite sure he he's not driving anymore and, I'm, and he's not utilizing Uber and Lyft and all those other things. So all that's now on his wife and that's not fair to her. He's probably not helping the children with their homework and that's something he can do. You don't have to have sight to do that. Before I learned all my skills, I was still helping my children do their homework. I just found a way that worked for us. My children became very good readers at an early age. But you as a mother need to go to your son and say, look, enough is enough. 
And then you also need to talk to your daughter-in-law and let her know that if she's doing everything for him, she's enabling him. And before you know it, it's going to cause tension in the home. So, my advice to you is to Google blind services in your area, contact them, get him an appointment, sit down with the counselor so that they can explain their program and what they have to offer so that he can get placed in some Braille classes some mobility so he can learn how to get around the home, get to and from the store, travel independently, take some living skill classes so he can help do the laundry around the house, and then some training so that he can go back to work or maybe go back to school. It's time for Tough Love Mom. about it for today I am so glad you came back to listen I know I probably lost a couple of you along the way but that's to be expected once again please leave any messages you may have for me on how to improve my question and answer segment and if you have any answers to any of the questions that I hold on my Friday segment please leave those messages as well and I will include them to um, give more feedback to other people. I don't have all the answers and I'm not going to pretend that I do. So please leave those messages on my message board. Uh, Email them at talkingblind2020 at gmail.com and I'll see you next week where we will be discussing children and family. We're going to touch bases on blind children as well as children who do different things after their parents have lost their sight and how that affects the whole family in general and some tools and methods on how to make the lives of the children much better. So please come back. I look forward to talking to you again. I'll see you soon. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Hey, I apologize. I forgot to include my friends and family from their text messaging, uh, voicemails that they left on my phone and Facebook. So I will include those in a short little segment on Monday. Look forward to seeing you. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend.